0: Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Friending's. My name is Sabina, and I'm here to take a look at the end of friendships, how that loss is experienced, grieved, and made sense of over time. It's not something we tend to talk about, and I'd like to change that. Hi, thanks for joining me again on Friending's. So today's episode magically materialized while another guest episode was being recorded. The guest is a good friend of mine. Thank you,
1: Sabina. Uh, My name's Kessia, and we've known each other for close to eight years through our kids. This goes back to when I first came to Australia back in '89. Where did you come from? El Salvador. Yeah, there was a really bad civil war. We finished
0: recording her friending story and then, as friends do, we just kind of kept talking and let it record. What followed was a pretty free-ranging sort of chat, which I think is worth sharing. We talk about a bunch of stuff, including our own personal histories and how that's impacted our approach to friendship in general and also with each other. Kesia and I are very different people, with quite different worldviews, which in itself presents plenty of opportunities for ruptures. And yet we've managed to sustain this friendship in the spirit of, I think, mutual respect and curiosity about each other's lives. We also talk about dodging hard conversations and debate whether or not it's okay to ghost a friend. And the referendum comes up. It had just taken place. So some background for overseas listeners... Australians were asked whether to alter the Australian constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia by establishing a body to provide advice on matters relating to those peoples. And over 60% of Australians voted no, so it didn't get through. Some notes on sound. I was getting over a cold. Kessia had hay fever and the mic was set up to hear Kess in the conversation. So my voice is ever so slightly fainter. I hope you enjoy the chat and the spirit in which it took place as a spontaneous, fairly loose and honest conversation between friends. Kessia's friending
1: share will be released next week on the pod. I hope you enjoy. Have you ever had people that kind of want to spend more time with you and they're being nice and they're trying and what do you do then?
0: Is this, is this something that happens to you a lot where people are just like, come on, guess, yeah, out. yeah, I want to see more of you, yeah, it's so in demand? It's because you're just so lovely.
1: No, but I'll be like, uh, sorry, Sabina, <laughs> I've got hay fever. You wouldn't even respond to my text, you'd be yeah. like, delete, yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: you
1: you know. and I have good arguments, discussions, you,
0: yeah, do you think? I feel, so being like a migrant myself and a non-white Australian, I have noticed as I've gotten older that I have a different dynamic with friends from a similar background. Yeah. And it's like I'm more relaxed. Yeah. And like the way I speak to you, I wouldn't necessarily speak to someone else. Yeah, yeah. And there is this familiarity and I think it's that shared experience of being a migrant.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's things that we've said before that we're like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we're like, but they wouldn't, would they? (laughs) No. And it's like, I've always wished for a sister. And it is mostly friends from immigrant backgrounds that I feel like I have that dynamic with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's interesting. Don't mean to exclude all my white friends. I love them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm still trying to kind of make sense of it. I don't know if it's just this level of safety, maybe that I feel.
1: Because or... it's true. There's so many things that you've said growing up, and I've and I'm like, I can so relate to that, you know. But it's it's just yeah, it is a background thing. It's I met this girl recently, and um, you're right. There is something. It's funny. It's she was Asian. It was just, it's so, it's that similarity and it was funny because it was kind of like, I don't know, you know, you would get it. You don't say anything, but you just know. You look at each other and you just like, you understand each other. Like, and I didn't even know this. Like, I met her, but I, we weren't close or anything. But we just, the comfort of that whole comfort is there because you know, I don't know, we there's a different level of, I don't want to say anything too wrong, but you know. Fuck it, what's wrong with us saying this?
0: You know, we can speak... Our truth without
1: being yeah. worried
0: about excluding other people, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think we probably have a shared experience of being excluded, you know, and that's mm. one of the things that we we probably know about each other and mm. makes us relate to each other in a different way because there's certain things that we probably haven't been able to take for granted, mm. you know, not being from here.
1: Do you think... Your son will grow up thinking the same? Yeah,
0: I wonder about that for him. I mean, he was born here and Mm -hmm. and I see how he just moves with this ease in the world Mm -hmm. that I I didn't Mm -hmm. as a child when my family moved here. And it's funny, I was thinking back recently to how I was when... I was in India compared to how I was once we moved to Australia. And there is this ease, I remember, with which I moved through the world when I was in India that I've never gotten back, you know. And and it makes me sad to think, like, the last time I moved with such ease in the world was when I was eight,
1: you know. And, oh, I feel so sad for that little girl. With ease, you mean as in no worries?
0: Yeah, and just like... This is my home and I belong. I belong here as much as anyone. Yeah. And I think that's something that I lost. And, you know, there have been times when I've felt like that. But the weird thing about, I guess, maybe being a minority is that you're kind of moving through the world and you kind of... There have been times when I've forgotten that I'm even, like, brown. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm just like everyone else, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then somebody (laughs) will say something that reminds me that I'm brown. Yeah. And it's always just so jarring. Yeah. Because I'm so not even thinking of myself that way. I'm, yeah. I'm literally starting to think, like, oh, I'm just like everyone else. And then there's this like reminder that, no, you're not like everyone else. Not even in a good or bad way, but just that somebody pointing out that I'm brown. And it might be something as innocuous, like, oh, look at your gorgeous skin color. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it just kind of sets you apart from everybody else there and makes you realise that, oh, they see me as different. They see me as different. Mm. I wasn't actually seeing myself as different until – and then now I've been reminded that, oh, yes, I'm different. I'm, oh, maybe but do you I'll th- always be
1: different. But do you think our kids would go through that though? Like they're so Australianized. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, you know, they're going to have uh, slightly uh, olive complexions and mm. – I don't know maybe maybe it's just the right shade of olive compared to us I don't
1: know white people who knows how they think but will they have that (laughs) but will they have that like you said earlier right where you see somebody you meet someone and they've got their something from born overseas yeah and like you said you have that similarity that you can almost automatically you know their standards Mm. they know your standards they know what's that you have that thing, right? Whereas with other people, yeah, you do have to be a little bit more cautious. Maybe it's because the way we were brought up, it was a certain way, which is very similar. But there's a lot of other people, Australians, like Australians, that were brought up differently to us. Like we we're, were very strict, you know. Would my kids and your son, let's say if your son met somebody that was from India, automatically would be like, oh, yeah, Indian mother's.
0: Oh, I reckon he would definitely commiserate with any other child with an
1: Indian mother. Right. So it is there. It it is there is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Like, when does that stop? Hey. I I feel sorry for my kids, which are... So my... I've got two stepchildren, which are white, and my kids, which are mixed. And um, my... I think it was my stepdaughter or my stepson saw a meme on... Or a TikTok video... And it was about Spanish mothers and they were like, oh, this is exactly what it's like being raised with a Spanish mom." And I was like, if anybody sees you and you say that, like, it just makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> because I am so s- strict with them. And so, you know, down the line and this and that's how it's got to be. And, you know, and they and they do a lot of um comparing videos of like Spanish versus like, you know, here you go, son, here's everything, here's this, here's that. And then Spanish one <laughs> just grabs a thong. <laughs> there's none and they and it's funny because they're so white but they were raised by me yeah so they've got the other yeah. they're like unfortunately for us we've you know <laughs> grown up with that <laughs> like, so i reckon with me they'll always have that you know oh spanish yet yeah. we know what it's like yeah <laughs> we know what you went through <laughs> yeah and and i've been here most of my life i was five when i came here so like you said i would consider myself more australian like i Yeah, looking at it and going, oh, hang on, I am am dark, (laughs) (laughs) you know. Yeah. It's like you said, it is sometimes like, oh, yeah. As the kids are getting older, you do kind of think they, and especially some of the schools around here, they will get picked on, I think. I, I see it now, you know. And somebody could speak perfect English. Like they were raised here, so they speak. They can't even speak Spanish. But the amount of, you know, racism. I don't know if it's racism. I think it's just kids that just want to point out, "Hey, you're yeah." Yeah,
0: which is they're gonna get kids get it. will do
1: that. Whether it's like you, I'm talking, color I'm or... talking teenagers. Oh, okay, right. And you still see that now. Yeah. So my kids would go through that as much as they'll, they feel more Australian than me, and they'll get it still. You know, just got to wait for those days and explain it to them.
0: So in terms of your friendships then with white and non-white people, mm. have have you sort of noticed that difference quite a bit in the way you are with them? Or is this, like for me, it's something I've started noticing yeah. recently.
1: No, I think I've, I've always known it because there is that, always that kind of, not comfort, but you just know.
0: Yeah, you do. <laughs> you <right>?
1: know <laughs> what they've gone yeah. through and what you go through and...
0: Yeah, I think it's something I've, I've always kind of known, of, you know, like deep down, but it's something that I've only recently kind of been able to articulate and kind of go, oh, yeah, okay. Maybe now making a more active choice mm-hmm. to invest in those friendships. Right. Because I am recognising that, oh, if there's a way that I am with this person. Mm-hmm. I imagine I would be with a sister. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I love that. Mm-hmm. yeah there is funny how it comes up like not wanting to exclude <laughs> other people yeah if only white people could be as conscious about
1: excluding other people <laughs> I'll let it out. isn't that funny Get it it out. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny though we're talking about like excluding all that sort of stuff and normally it's the other way around but right now we're like yes yeah, so white huh <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> Not all white But we can't say it though, right? Not (laughs) all (laughs) white. Have you met many people here with
0: different backgrounds? Well, the the hills are so white, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've got one friend who is um, of Chinese descent and she and I are the same. Yeah. We just talk normally to each other. There's this kind of directness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's there. Yeah. But do you find this? Because I find this with you. Is that we could argue about stuff. Yeah. And there's it's just we'll have our discussions and then we just leave it. There's no on well, my part there isn't. Any <laughs> any anger or hatred about your views.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like you'll give me shit about my, you know, hippie choices.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and it's like you'd give me shit the way a sibling would give me shit. Yeah. And then you, you know, I come knowing, all right, what's she going to fucking pick on today? <laughs> Some <laughs> hippie shit. And it's like, oh, I so know Kess is going to give me shit about this. You know, I goes, I'm go that hippie who uses powdered oat milk now to save on waste.
1: But there's been other people that, like, I do have to kind of go, okay. Like, I've had fallouts with, don't put this in, But like, with whites and they get angry. And so, like, they can't accept my opinion. Mm. But I'm thinking, and I think to myself, why is it that there is like, like with you, you know, my, that I disagree with certain things and, and that's it. But then there's other ones that are like, no, we're the voice and we've got to talk about and we've not that voice that recently happened. But as in they, they just believe that they are right. And that is it. And that's it. Yeah. That's where the hatred and arguments come in. Cause I'm like, can't we just discuss and be okay with it? There are so few things that we can do that with these days. Mm. Everything is so fraught. Mm.
0: You know, like, so the referendum happened yesterday. And I thought, like, because I know that you and I can sit in different camps with a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, in the past with COVID, you know, we've kind of sat in different camps. Yeah. And I really, I had to go, well, there's a pretty good chance that we sit in different camps <laughs> where the referendum's concerned. <laughs> You know, and I thought, I'd, I don't want to talk about it today. Um, and because it doesn't matter, mm. you know, it doesn't matter if I can change your mind or you change my mind or if mm. I crack the shits. Like, it's not going to change anything in the scheme of things. Mm. I don't have the energy for that conversation today. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty sad and I'm just going to like take a week like has been suggested and just sit with it. And maybe we all just need to sit with shit before we start mouthing off about it. Mm. You know, maybe that's a really good first step for everything, including, you know, whatever's happening in our friendships. But maybe I'm willing to kind of let shit go with you and not pick that fight or stand that ground with you because I know that I'm getting this other thing from you that is just very valuable to me. And so Mm. I'm, I'm choosing my battles.
1: You know, mm. I think there's, um, I mean, I, I respect you. I hope you respect me. Yeah. And I think that that's with so many people. The problem is that so many people don't respect each other yeah. and it's okay to have your say and another say, like you can go either way. But I think that overall everybody has forgotten to respect everybody. And that's why there's so much hatred that's why there's so much crap because a lot of people go no we do respect but you don't if you're going to get angry and expect this you and I have had heated conversations right but like you said I'm not going to be like oh well I can't talk to her because she's got those views I like I actually do like learning about other things that you tell me because it's things that I don't know and I like you know I mean when I come here I'm interested in looking at all these little things that you've got here and there and ask you about kombucha and all this crap <laughs> you know but would I go off and start doing that stuff no but it's okay yeah
0: you especially
1: if I want to learn about your stuff that's fine you know and that's what I think a lot of people have forgotten nowadays is that they forget that it's okay to learn as well about other stuff yeah you know it's all just about their way and that's how it is and I'm talking sides of everything you know this is this is very broad.
0: <laughs> but it is about, what I think what you're saying is being curious, right, about mm. the other point of view. Mm-hmm. And being okay with it. it yeah, allowing it. Mm. You don't have to agree you can allow it, though. Is mm. what you're going to do, disallow it. Because it's still there, right? It just goes deeper, goes underground, and then rears its head up again when you least expect it. And then, you know, different folks with their agendas swoop in and validate what you're thinking and believing and you know add a dash of misinformation and you know get their own ends met and you know it all gets twisted Mm. it's funny because um I was having a conversation with somebody and she had been ghosted and was very upset about it because she said she she'd sought out her friend who had ghosted her and asked her, oh, is everything okay? Like, if I've done something to upset you, tell me. Like, I want to know. Like, Mm -hmm. this is really important to me. And the friend was like, no, no, everything's fine. What do you mean? But then just continued ghosting her. Mm. (laughs) So just not willing to have that conversation, really. And I was sitting there and there was a group of us and... I said yeah it just seems like people are just really not willing to have difficult conversations where you know you might come at it from different points of view and i'm thinking yeah good on you sabina you've really seen something here and then this other chick just quite separately started talking about the referendum and how she wanted to vote a certain way and she just didn't feel like it was like a socially acceptable thing and she felt like her side of the camp was being bullied by the other camp and I just looked at this woman and I was just like oh for fuck's sake and I had this massive urge to get up and walk out of the room. Really? Yeah. Because I was just disgusted. Why were you disgusted? Because I looked at her and I just thought yeah you're the real victim here not our First Nations people it's you. You don't get to have your opinion and feel valued. You know, it's not 250 years of marginalization and the worst possible health and legal outcomes. It's you. You're the one who's suffering. But that was my first instinct, was to leave the room, was to leave the conversation. And I thought, here, look, I'm doing that same thing. I'm doing Mm -hmm. the exact Mm. fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I could sit here and, and have a chat with her, not challenge her, but just try and understand her point of view a bit better. But I just could not muster the fucking energy and headspace. And instead I just wanted to exit and, and blank her. And I thought, oh, and then I just sat there quietly because I was like, oh, my God, you're such a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> 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 here you are doing the exact thing, you know. And it's funny because then I was like, I went for a walk and I happened to like bump into her, her of all people. Like it was like the next day and this is place I go and I walk all the time and I've never seen her there. And then there she bloody was. And I thought, oh, you could have that conversation with her now. And still, I was unwilling. Did you talk to her? No, I just pretended like I just did not even see her. And I ghosted her, basically. Not that she's a friend or whatever, but for, you know, the equivalent of ghosting a friend. I was not willing to have this hard conversation. And I, I ghosted her. Because I knew I had already decided, I know what kind of person you are. I know what kind of education background you have. I know that, you know, you're just very, you know, fearful and blah, blah, blah. You know, I judged her and I was unwilling to
1: change my mind about her. And How do you feel about that now? Still the same? Yeah.
0: But, I mean, this is a somebody who I don't really know. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to, yeah. to try and have a conversation with somebody who, you know, isn't really any a, a part of my life. Um, but I'm just like it's just made me notice this this um, propensity we have to dodge hard conversations and just dig in our heels and believe that we're right and people who have different points of view are all dickheads. And
1: Be, we can't think like that though.
0: No, we can't. We can't. Mm. I'm, I'm listening to this book at the moment. It's called. Emergent Strategy and it's by Adrienne Marie Brown and it's one of those books that I think is going to like change my life and it blows my mind and she the author is amazing and I love listening to it as an audiobook she has this beautiful voice so Emergent Strategy is kind of like this way of approaching problems in society and like at all levels Mm -hmm. and it's I'm gonna have to listen to it again because there's a lot but she talks about fractals And fractals are basically kind of like um, patterns that repeat on larger and larger scales. So if you look at a fern, like the the new leaf of a fern, it kind of unfurls and each you can like zoom in on a small part and then you can zoom out and the pattern's the same. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And there's like the Fibonacci sequence, which is also like a spiral. And so like the spiral that we see in a baby fern leaf you can recognise the same pattern when you look at pictures of galaxies. It's the same kind of spiral mm-hmm. shape unfurling. Mm-hmm. And so oh, wow. the, I, the point she makes about fractals is that whatever happens on any scale is happening on all scales.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so if we have conflict and an unwillingness to have a constructive dialogue in our interpersonal relationships whether it's with a friend, a close friend or some random chick sitting in a group of women, you can zoom out and see that same unwillingness mm-hmm. on a global stage in terms mm-hmm. of politics mm-hmm. and you know look at what's you know they' shared with Israel and Palestine and and it's just the same thing just on a greater scale this unwillingness to accept, Another point of view as mm-hmm. as a starting point towards finding something that's mutually agreeable, and I guess that's what I'm sitting with at the moment is, you know, people say they want world peace. Well, I want world peace, but how can I have have world peace if I don't have peace in my own relationships? That's how impossible world peace is. Hmm. If I want reconciliation, that's as impossible or as possible as me having reconciliation in my relationships. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, that's just me boring you again with my (laughs) – and you just being very polite.
1: Yes, okay. You know what, though? I do think that there's a lot – as a whole, right, as a whole, I think that humans have tried to improve themselves as a whole in every country. They've seen what mistakes we've made and we've tried to get better. And like if you compare now all countries to what they were 100 years ago, it was horrible. So we've seen what we've done wrong and we still make mistakes, but we're still heading towards let's improve, let's improve. What I've noticed is that humans, a lot of them, their mentality is changing. And in all honesty, I think that this whole look at us we're doing great and it's we're, we're progressing to me sometimes it's almost like a front because there is so much more hatred so much more hatred in activist groups mm. in so many groups there is just this whole um we're superior we're this and it's just like i kind of look at it as a whole and go it's kind of like you everybody we are improve we are trying to improve the world you know with with um so many things, like global warming, there's a lot of things that they we are trying to put in place, right? But then the amount of groups of people that have so much hatred and are trying to improve, I'm like, are you looking at yourself? And this is why I'm saying that the biggest thing is just to respect everybody's opinions. But there is, it's almost like, to me, honestly, it's almost like that's just gone out the window with everything. Not just, like, we're not talking about the voice or anything but with everything else you know with the whole um groups of you know yeah the uh, division
0: between the different side of politics
1: with yeah with there's just so many there's too many issues at the moment there's hatred there's just too much hatred I reckon
0: yeah
1: with people trying to help it's our way and if it's not our way you're wrong and you're the bad one and that's what it is
0: yeah it's a you know the old chestnut of um do the means Justify the ends.
1: Mm.
0: And it, this is like, if you're outcome's focused, then you're willing to compromise the process. Mm. You know, So in fighting for other people's um, dignity or, or whatever it is you're fighting for, you can victimise others. Mm. And you're just exactly. creating more victims. Exactly. Instead of freeing everybody, right? Do the means, justify the ends. The way I'm going in my life is... Mm. no it's all about the means the means is the story whatever happens at the end happens but it's like how did you do it how did you live your life how did you treat people Mm. and that's
1: often you know it
0: gets lost when you
1: when you're emotional
0: yeah and look uh, being an activist would be such a tough gig whatever it is you're trying to advocate for, it's exhausting, it's thankless and it's easy maybe to fall into the trap of thinking, oh, it's just us against them and, mm. and therefore the means justify the ends because we're all about this outcome. But if you're creating more pain and hardship on your way towards liberating people, then what the fuck are you doing?
1: Mm. And that's what I'm finding that mentality is at the moment, yeah. that right there.
0: yeah taking it back friendship arena it's like this lady that I was talking to about you know who'd been ghosted like okay her friend has has decided she no longer wants to be in her life right and that's the outcome she wants Mm -hmm. but when you I think maybe when you ghost somebody you're kind of keeping them prisoner like if you actually want to be free of this person Maybe you need to free them up as well. And then you can do that by saying, hey, I
1: don't want to be your friend. Yeah.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. And because if you ghost them, you're free of them, but they're not free of you because there's this lingering thing for this woman, right? Like what happened? What did I do wrong? Like her friend just maybe she could have just said, look, you know, you're right. You did pick up on something because now not only has she like ghosted her friend, she's now gaslighting her. What do you mean something's wrong? No, nothing's wrong. And then back to ghosting.
1: Yeah, like, okay. You know,
0: she's had the courage to come forward. Like she's been really vulnerable here. If I've done something to upset you, let me know. Let me know because that wasn't my intent. And maybe the friend doesn't need to get into it if she doesn't want to. You can actually still validate that person to say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And I'm going through something or, you know, I just feel like I need some
1: space for But that takes for energy, us. right? That takes mental energy from somebody and if they've got other stuff going on, that's the last thing they want to do, especially if it's a relationship that they're not committed to 100%. Like, it's just like, why should I? Why? I've got this. I'm going to use all my energy on this and not on, because everybody knows that if you do that, if you say, well, this is the problem, everybody knows that it's just, it doesn't just die down. It escalates. Does it have
0: to escalate?
1: Normally it would, wouldn't it? It's not just, it's not just, oh yeah, well you've really, um, you know, I really don't like you. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. It doesn't end like that. It's not like that. Well, what what have I done? Well, tell me. And it just gets more, it gets, everybody ends up getting angry. It's just too much. It's then that person's probably just like, I can't do that right now.
0: So that's thinking that you know exactly how it's going to go. And
1: then you're no longer curious because it might not go that way. This is where but, curiosity but, is is the key. But the thing is that you're risking, this is what you're risking, is making it really good or making it really bad. And the really bad outweighs everything. Because you know, because you know it could go really bad, especially if you have to talk about it.
0: Maybe. maybe I don't know.
1: Like if that was me, I'd be like, I'm not going to reply and I'll prove you the ghost. <laughs> Well, you know me, I don't answer messages or anything. And it's not because I don't want to talk to him. It's just I've just got too many things going on. But I know that you're thinking, oh, but you can just send a text.
0: (laughs) No, but what if you just say, hey, you're right. It's not the same between us. And I'm not really feeling the um, need to, to spend as much time with you. And I don't see that changing. I've just got different priorities in my life right now. I wish you well. Take care. And then you're just saying, yeah, you're right. You're right. Instead of, oh, you're imagining things. And then making it really clear that she's not imagining things. Yeah. You know, by, by your actions. Because yeah. then you're fucking with someone's headspace, their mental health, their idea okay. of themselves
1: and their friendships. Okay. So yeah. if I sent you a message, if I had ghosted you, right, and I <laughs> And you're like, what's wrong? Do you want to catch up? I'm like, no, nah, I'm all right. No, it's all good. I'm fine. Thank you. Um, I just don't think that I want to be your friend anymore. <laughs> would you just leave it and be like, okay, cool. Bye. Uh, well, I would probably say I respect that. I'd love to know what
0: happened if you're willing to share that with me. But just know that, you know, I respect that. And thank you so much for your friendship. It's meant so much to me.
1: Sabina, I don't want
0: to. <laughs> well, Cassia, thank you for coming on the show. I feel like we've ended it with a bang. <laughs>
1: this is a great friending. <laughs> live. <laughs> No, oh. seriously, where are my keys? <laughs> no, but okay. Well, this
0: is an amazing chat.
1: And... Sorry, we went all over the place, didn't we?
0: But I love it. And I reckon this is going to be two separate podcast Oh, sorry. Look We've... at you, taking over. I th- I it's a and over. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we will just unfriend each other. And... It's been It's been great knowing you. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, it's been so good having you on. Thanks so much for coming Thank on. You. Yeah, let's do it again. Next time, you know, it's like we'll come and you have your view on something. Yeah. Maybe it's a good way to trash out. Um, all right. Are you happy to end it here? Yes. Thank
1: you again. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Friendings has been
0: created by me, Sabina Shah, on Paramount Country writing production and sound engineering also by yours truly if you enjoyed the show please subscribe rate and review or tell your friends about it it really helps so thank you for that feel free to get in touch via instagram at friendings.show